Welcome to Crossbound Ministries, where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word? You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to 1 John. 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 12 is where we're going to start today as we dive into God's Word. Amen. We're going through 1, 2, and 3 John, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, pulling out those nuggets of gold. Let me encourage you to go to our website so that you can partner with us at www.crossboundministry.com. So 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 12, the Bible says... I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. John is talking to the whole family with that expression, little children. Doesn't matter if you're 99 and you got saved when you were five. In God's eyes, you are a little children. And isn't it a wonderful thing to know that those of us that are born again, we possess complete remission of our sins because of Jesus's name. Praise God for that. That does not mean that you will ever live a sinless, perfect life. No, but that the penalty, the penalty of sin has been paid for you because you have accepted the work that Jesus Christ did on that cross. Amen. And I want you to notice in this verse there's something very important. You can look right over it. Notice the, the last part, because your sins are forgiven you for your namesake, for you. No, it says forgiven you for his namesake. Notice that our sins are forgiven for his namesake. Who? Jesus. It is for Christ's sake. It is for Christ's sake that God forgives us our sins. It's not for you. No, but it's because of his, for his name's sake. It's for Jesus. Does God love you? Absolutely. But the Bible makes it clear here that your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake, for the name of Jesus. Amen. The perfect, sinless, spotless Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He is God's Son, but He is also God in the flesh. The Father, Son, and and the Holy Ghost are one. Those three are one. And simply explained, it'd be like you in your life. Maybe you are a father, but you're also an uncle or an aunt to somebody, but yet you're also a spouse. You're also a husband or a wife. Those th three things, you're still that one person, but you're different things to different people. You might be a father to one and an uncle to another. Amen. Now that's on a very small level, but it does give you an idea of the way to look at God, amen? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they're all three one, but yet they're all three distinctly different. 
Amen. And you say, you'll never fully understand that. Why? Because you're not God and I'm not God. But we must take it by faith because God said it. That's why I believe it. Amen. Look at the next verse with me. 1 John chapter 2, verse number 13. I write unto you fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. John here is distinctly writing to three different people. He's writing unto you the fathers. In other words, the ones that are mature in the faith. Fathers are mature. Believers, believers who know the sweet companionship of the Son of God, and they are totally satisfied with Him. They have come to realize that all the things of this world are passing away, and there is nothing more important than your fellowship with God, than your fellowship with Jesus. They are seasoned in the faith. And he's talking to the fathers here. And the next person he's talking to is young men. Young men. In the spiritual family are characterized by vigor. In other words, physical strength, energy, full of life, ready to go. I'm fired up, you know. Maybe they don't have all the knowledge, but they have all the zeal, all the strength. And they have learned the secret of victory. And here it is. Here is the secret of victory. Not I, but Christ living in me. Amen. Listen to me. There is nothing that you can do without the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says so. Jesus said so. There is nothing that you can do that, that makes an eternal difference without the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, you, you may be able to do many things in your own effort, but there's nothing that you're going to do that is going to last through eternity without Christ. And when you come to realize that, that really I'm nothing, I'm just passing through. The only thing that I can be is a vessel for God to use me to fill me up to do his work his way and that's when a young man he knows we've got victory when he realized that it's not i but christ living in me amen it's christ through christ i can do all things and also in this verse he talks to little children i write unto you little children because you have known the father these little children they're the babes in faith someone who's saved but they don't they've not really grown they've not really matured in the faith. They don't know much, but they do know Jesus. Amen. And Jesus is enough. Can Christ do great things with a babe? Absolutely he can. All they have to do is be obedient. Many times we get caught up with looking at the person like, wow, what are all the degrees they got or all this they have, or all the connections they have, or all the money that they have. But the truth is they can do nothing without Christ. And don't you love that? How Christ will take somebody that's a nothing, that's a nobody that people would throw away or even kick out of Bible college and take them to a level that only God could take them to and use them in a way that only God could do it. And listen, you know that power came from an outside source. Amen. And that's the hand of God upon their life. And you say, what can I do to, 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 to do work for the Lord? Just be obedient. Just have a willing spirit. Amen. Just say, here am I, Lord. Send me. It's that simple. We complicate it, but the truth is when you empty yourself of yourself, that's when God can truly use you. Let's look at the next verse. 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 14. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, 
because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Don't you love that? I run you, you young men, you strong men, that you're, the word of God abides in you. So when John repeats his address to the fathers, it's the exact same. If you notice, it's the exact same as in verse 13. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. This is because they have achieved maturity and spiritual experience, a spiritual, a, a spiritual wisdom, spiritual learning of the Bible. Amen. And again, the young men are addressed as those who are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not their might, no sir, no ma'am, but the power of his might. And they have overcome the wicked one because, listen, the word of God abides in them. Every time the Lord Jesus was able, every time the Lord Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness, what did he use? He quoted scripture. Isn't it amazing that me and you have the exact same thing to defeat Satan with? Jesus didn't pull out a sword of lightning and cut him in half, although that would have been cool, right? No, Jesus quoted scripture, thus saith the Lord. The Bible says it is written, and you and I have the exact same tool, the exact same sword, the Bible, that Jesus Christ quoted. So the more that you absorb it into your life, the more that you memorize those things. The more that you memorize the Bible, listen, that is like a soldier getting ready for battle, going into war. And when those fiery darts get shot at you, and they will on a daily basis, you can say, the Bible says, thus saith the Lord, it is written. What does the Bible say how these young men defeat the wicked one? Because the word of God abides in them. Listen to me. When the word of God abides in you and you allow it to have power over your life. Yes, I said that. You have to allow it because there's something so sacred. God himself will not touch it. And that is your free will. Listen to what the end of that verse says. And the word of God abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one. When you allow the power of scripture to have the power over your life, and you submit to it, and you say, that is the authority in my life. And you can quote it when those fiery darts come, thus saith the Lord. The Bible says, it is written. Listen, that will defeat Satan. When you come up with your own plan and your own way, you're going to fail miserably. That Satan is going to destroy you. When Michael the archangel had a bout with Satan, he didn't, he didn't attack him. Notice that. He said, no, the Lord rebuke thee. He didn't even challenge him. So who are we? No, you quote scripture. You do what Jesus did. You follow Jesus' example. Thus saith the Lord. The Bible says it is written. Amen. Let's look at the next couple verses. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but is of the world. We are plainly warned not to love the, the things of this world. No, they are, they are passing. They, they are futile. They are meaningless. Oh, they look good. Oh, they can bring some pleasure, some, some fleshly pleasure, some earthly pleasure. There is pleasure in sin, but the Bible says tis for a season. And there's a price to pay for it. And listen, 
All the world has to offer is summed up in these three things that the Bible says. And these three things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, all that the world has to offer is summed up in those three things. The lust of the flesh refers to such sensual bodily appetite pleasures of, the, of our evil nature. The lust of the eyes appeals to such evil desires that may arise from what we see. I see it. I want that. I can see it with my eyes and I lust after it. And the pride of life is one of the biggest ones, especially for a man. The pride of life, you know, is an unholy ambition to self-display and self-glory. Look at me. Look at who I am. Look at what I've done. Look at my name. Look what I've accomplished. Listen to me. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that a man could accomplish will be washed away, will be burnt up. But the things that are done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will last through all eternity. And that one there comes very natural for a man. That pride, that self-pride. Look at me. Look what I've done. Look at my name. Careful, men careful whenever you go to do something what is the motive of your heart because the pride of life will creep in under the radar and you might not even recognize it so always keep it keep an eye out for it and watch for it did you know that these three elements of the worldliness are illustrated in the sin of, of adam and eve the tree was good for food that is the desire of the lust of flesh the tree was pleasant to the eyes that is the lust of the eyes it looks good i want that it was a tree to be desired to make one wise. That describes the pride of life. All three are wrapped up in that. Isn't that an amazing fact? Worldliness, listen to this. Worldliness is the love for passing things. If you break it down and boil it down, that's what worldliness is. It's the love for things that are passing. And the human heart can never be fully satisfied with those things. You'll always want more. You always want more. The devil is a master of that, hanging a lure out. If I just get that, I'd be happy. And you get that, and it's not enough. I gotta have more. There's gotta be something else. But listen, when you get Jesus, your heart is fulfilled. There's nothing more. He fulfills the satisfaction, that desire that you have in your heart. Amen. Will you today submit to the Lord Jesus? Will you give your life to him? Will you find that satisfaction that only comes through the Lord Jesus Christ? Because all the world has to offer is not enough. You'll still want more. And that next thing, and that next thing, and that next shiny thing, and that next fleshly desire, and it'll never be enough. But when you find Christ, listen to me. That is the most fulfilling and satisfying thing you can ever have. Fellowship with God Almighty. Amen. Let's look at our next verse. 1 John chapter 2, verse 17. 1 John chapter 2, verse number 17. And the Bible says, And the world, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Did you catch what that verse said? What we were just talking about. And the world passeth away. Remember what I said worldliness is? It is the love for passing things. All these things will be gone. All these things will be burned up. The nicest house on the planet. You know what will happen if you do nothing to it? It will destroy itself over time. It will start to fall apart. 
the, the roof will start to leak, the walls will fall in, eventually the windows will leak, the roof will cave in, and you don't have to do anything to it. But you have to continually keep it up, right? It's passing away, in other words. And one day, the Lord's going to wipe this earth with sin. He's going to destroy it with fire. He says he's going to purge it with fire. Oh, he'll never flood the earth again. And he gives us that rainbow, that glorious rainbow. That is a promise from God that he will never flood the earth again. So when you see it in the sky or you see a sticker of it or somebody wearing a t-shirt or somebody has an umbrella, listen, that is a promise from God that he would never flood the earth again. That's what the rainbow means. Not what somebody else says it means, but what God Almighty says it means. And so the world passes the way and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Amen. You know, think of it this way. The world's passing away. When a bank or if a bank was going out of business, would a wise person take money down there and deposit money into it? You would say, that's insane. Who would do something like that? They're going out of business in 30 days and you're going to put your life savings in that bank and they've already made a post that they're going out of business and you're going to put money in there? Are you out of your mind? But that's what people do when you invest in these worldly things. Oh, they don't see it that way, like I described it as a bank going out of business and you're putting money in it. But that's exactly what a person's doing when they invest their life in a job. Oh, they invest their life in wanting wealth or they invest their life in these worldly pleasures they are putting money in a bank that is going out of business it is going to be nowhere and it will not be around too long like a wise builder a wise builder wouldn't build a brand new house on ground that's giving way full of sinkholes it'd be crazy who would do such a thing why would you build a life that's on the sinkholes of hell just waiting to fall into it just waiting, you know it's going to happen. But I'm going to build. I'm going to have a good time while I'm doing it. It's going to it's going to look good while I'm doing it. But eventually, those sinkholes give way to hell, and it falls right into it. And you think, well, that's just crazy. But that's the truth. That's what the Bible says. And the world passeth away in the lust thereof. But listen, the work of God. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Not you. Yeah, you will if you're saved, if you're born again. But the work that you do for the Lord Jesus Christ will last through all eternity. Man, when you feed a family that's, that's in need of food, but you also give them the gospel, don't just feed them. No, sir, no, ma'am, because they're still going to die. They're still going to go to hell. Make sure that you give them the gospel. Feeding them's great. Buying them shoes and clothes is great. But make sure that you give them the gospel because in the end, they'll stand before God like me and you. So you can take an earthly need like they're hungrier than they choose and use that as a means to give them the gospel. Amen. Don't you love what that verse says? But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Did you know that that verse is inscribed on the great evangelist D.L. Moody's tombstone? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Look it up for yourself. He that does the will of God abideth forever. That's how much he wanted to invest his life. That was D.L. Moody's life's verse right there. He that does the will of God abides forever. And he certainly did. He didn't have a big education or a big name. No, sir, no, ma'am. What did he do? He just did the will of God day after day after day and what God had laid on his heart. And look what his life has done. That There's a Bible college and all kinds of great things. Would he want his name on it? Probably not, because he wasn't all about his name. He was all about lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen.
But that's what's on his tombstone. He does. He who does the will of God abides forever. Let me ask you, what will are you doing? Where are you abiding? Where are you putting your finances? Where are you putting your time? Where are you putting your trust? Where are you putting your efforts? It is in your job or in your home or in your career or in your name. Are you lifting up the name of Jesus and doing the will of God that abideth forever? Amen. Because that's what he wants us doing. And listen, it doesn't matter if you're in the jailhouse or the White House. God can use you no matter where you're at. Many times the Apostle Paul was in prison and he preached and he wrote part of the Bible from prison. Amen. God can use you. Don't let your circumstances or where you're at or your environment dictate how much God can use you. It's not about that. It's about the willingness of your heart. Here am I, Lord, send me. It doesn't matter if you're behind bars or in the White House. I'm telling you, God can use you. It's all up to you and your willingness to serve Him. Amen? Let's look at our next verse. 1 John chapter 2, verse number 18. 1 John chapter 2, and verse number 18. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are these there ain't there are many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. Little children, he's speaking to all of us that are saved. He's speaking to all of us that are born again. And he says, As ye have heard, the Antichrist shall come. Uh, there's there's many antichrists today. I don't mean that the one, the one antichrist, but there are many people preaching false religions. Notice John here is talking to babes in Christ. A big test in Christian fellowship is doctrine, is doctrine. What they say about Jesus, about the virgin birth of Jesus, about the blood of Jesus, about Jesus is the only way. The work that he did on the cross is the only way. Listen to me. Doctrine is a big test for who you should fellowship with, where you should go to church, what you should believe. Amen. Doctrine. Yes, sir. I said doctrine. If any of those are, are out of line, that, that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. Amen. And then he lived 33 years and he died on that cross and he rose again the third day and he beat death, hell, and the grave. That's doctrine. Amen. That's a good test to see where somebody truly stands. Do they stand on what God's word says? Amen. And so he's warning us here that their, their antichrists are false teachers who offer a false Christ and a false gospel. They're all over the place. Turn on your TV. Listen, they would make you feel like God wants you to be nothing but healthy, wealthy, and happy. But that's not in the Bible. No, sir, no, ma'am. God said he's going to save your soul from the fires of hell through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that in the end, yes, sir, he does care about your happiness. The Bible says in Revelations that he'll wipe away every tear. But here on earth, you're going to have struggles. Here on earth, you're going to have trials. Here on earth, you're going to have problems. But listen, he says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Amen. He'll be right there with you each and every day. So make sure, make sure, babes, little children, make sure that you test somebody by doctrine. What doctrine? The doctrine of the Bible. Amen. Make sure that you're vigilant about that. And you're not listening to just some doctor feel good that makes you feel good. Make sure that you're preaching the truth. You wouldn't go to a doctor that would tell you a lie, would you? No, sir, no, ma'am. Why would you go to a preacher that would tell you a lie? Make sure that they line up with God's holy word. And I ask you today, have you ever been born again? 
Have you ever put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? And if you have, where are you abiding? Where is your work going? Where are you putting most of your efforts? Amen. Make sure that you have been born again, that you've repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.